0: Welcome to the first episode of Future Ready DSM for 2022, the podcast that provides employment information for the Greater Des Moines region. Today we'll be talking with the K. Davis Center for Working Families Director, Dr. Ahmed Ajami. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Ajami. Can I call you Ahmed? Is that yes, okay? That'll be fine. All right, All right. thank you, sir. Um, Ahmed, if you could just kind of start us off by telling us a little bit more about yourself and, and your role at Evan K. Davis Center for Working Families.
1: Well, thank you very much, uh, Marvin. Uh, like you said, uh, my name is Ahmed Ajman. I'm the director here at the Evelyn K Davis Center for Working Families. Uh, I uh, took this role uh, beginning in June of 2021. Uh, prior to uh, joining the Evelyn K Davis team, uh, which you you uh, you you led for many years, and uh, and, and obviously did an outstanding job putting the team together. Prior to joining this team, um, I was with the DMAC system, which is the parent partner company for organization for Evelyn K. Davis. So I've been in a system EKD, uh, DMACC system for about 17 years now, you know, work with our workforce training programs, uh, as far as, um, um, industry and technology. So tool and die, CAD, um, welding programs. I also did some work with our health science programs, our administrative assistant programs, um, our transfer programs. Uh, I did also uh, serve as an associate director over at the DMAC um, Warren County Academy program and worked with some high school programming as well. Uh, prior to that, I was at Drake University in admissions. And then before that, I was at Iowa State University in financial aid. And then I did spend actually a year Working uh, at Olmsted County in Rochester, Minnesota with refugees and immigrants, uh, mostly from Southeast Asia and um, the Horn of Africa. So it would be Eritrea, Ethiopia and and, and Sudan also.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Now, you mentioned uh, your travels in some of those countries
1: you're working with.
0: Um, Now, you yourself, you're originally from Ghana. Is that correct?
1: Yes. So I grew up in Ghana and... uh, Moved to Iowa in 1993. Uh, My parents both came to Iowa State University and got a degree from Iowa State. So after high school, I joined them here and um, went to DMAC for two years, uh, Boone Campus, before I transferred to Iowa State University and got a degree in sociology, political science, and criminal justice. And then uh, went back and got my master's and doctoral degrees in educational leadership. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Ahmed, for sharing your story.
0: So as you mentioned, you've now been in your role as you're getting closer to that first full year, um, you know, and you started off in the midst of still in the midst of a pandemic. So, you know, could you tell us a little bit more how it was starting a new role in the middle of pandemic and and how you navigated this virtual world of service delivery clients that you that you knew coming in needed probably more in-person services?
1: Sure. So uh, coming back in June um, 2021, well, as, you know, taking on this role, I, you know, I knew that, um, you know, our staff, you know, getting our staff in the building in any form of in-person services, um, safety was number one. We just wanted to make sure that our staff and our clients were going to be safe um, if, you know, we were to come back uh, to any, any form of in-person services. So uh, safety was number one. Uh, number two was that, you know, we had seen some success with offering virtual services or remote services. So like Men on the Move Closet, you know, we had clients that will, you know, do their measurements online and then we dropped their suits off for them. Um, we did some job coaching, resume workshops online. Our financial empowerment center also did some um, some programming online. And we actually seen some success, right? So the attendance rate went up because folks did not have to come over here. Our actual numbers went up in a way uh, because, you know, transportation was in a barrier. Folks were home. Childcare was in a barrier. Uh, So all the barriers that prevented our clients from coming to the space was pretty much, um, you know, taken away because now they were actually doing everything virtual. So um, uh, so we were looking at, you know, besides safety, we're looking at how can we continue some form of a blended Opportunity. So mm-hmm. for our clients that wanted to still be uh, offering, uh, receiving services uh, online or remote, we will still be able to offer that. And then for our clients that felt safe and wanted to come in, because obviously technology and access was an issue for some of our clients. So we still were able to do two days a week in June. And then uh, in July, we, we started with um, three days a week. And then in August, we went five days a week. So, yeah, safety was definitely number one concern. Number two was um, making sure that we were offering blended services to our clients. Mm -hmm. And then number three was, you know, letting our community know that we're open, right? Letting them know that we're open for service uh, because the building, actually, our new location uh, opened up, I believe, August um, 2019. And then uh, March 2020, we shut the building down. So we did not really have enough time to even reach out to our clients and say, hey, come visit us in a new location. And then we shut down. So coming back to in-person, we had to, you know, uh, tackle two issues. One is we're open for in-person services. And then two, we move to a new location. So come find us, right? So um, so those were also the three, the three major issues. And then I'll probably say the fourth is just simply trying to find out what the needs are, what the new needs are going to be like, right? Mm-hmm. I think we had a really good handle going into the pandemic, but post-pandemic, well, we're still in a pandemic, but we're really trying to find out what the needs of the community are going to be and, and how we can tweak our services and be very, very flexible and forward-thinking to to serve our community. You know, um, Ahmed, as you were speaking, I... I feel like
0: I've gotten a little bit ahead of myself today and just assume that everyone knows what the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families is and the services that it offers. Um, so, you know, could you just kind of back up a little bit and, and and tell our listeners a little bit more about what, what is the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families and what, what types of services do you actually offer to the public? Sure.
1: So the Evelyn K. The Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families, uh, this will be our 10th year uh, in October. Um, and uh, we are, Basically, a uh, partnership between, uh, you know, the Community Foundation, the United Way, DMACC, uh the Director's Council. Uh, we do have some, you know, funding from you know, Principal Foundation, uh, Polk County. Um, you know, we, we feel really supported and uh, embraced by our community in the work that we do. Uh, we have three main areas that, you know, we focus on. And, you know, we always try to tell our community and our partners some of the things that we don't really do and and try to work with partners that do them really well. The three areas that we really focus on is financial education and asset building, uh, education and workforce training, and income and work support. So, you know, you ask, well, how do you do this, right? So, for financial education and asset building, we work with Polk County. We have our Polk County Financial Empowerment Center where we serve clients that are, you know, looking at uh, whether simply opening a, um, a bank account, um, you know, the One Economy Report. And if, if you have not read the One Economy Report, I will say, Google that OneEconomyReport.com or just Google One Economy Report and you'll get more information about um, the, the, the condition or the situation of Blacks in Polk County. And uh, we, we really try to tailor our services around some of those reports and, and make sure that we are helping to uh, to improve the lives uh, of our residents in the community. So we, we do help work with clients to build their credit score, improve their credit score, reduce credit, uh, negotiate with creditors uh, to, to cut on the credits uh, amount that they owe. Um, we do work with clients that may wanna establish credit to get a mortgage. Um, one area that, we've seen growth in is our small business area. Um, we have a large number, very, very diverse uh, number of small businesses that we work with uh, that basically walk in here and have questions about how do I start a small small business? How do I register a small business? How can I get a loan for a small business? How can I um, you know, get an accountant to help in my small business? So we have the financial piece. And then I talked about education and workforce training. Um, you know, we do have ELL classes in a building um, that serve, you know, every six months, every every sorry, excuse me, every uh, six weeks, you know, we will have about 60 uh, clients in a building that are doing ELL uh, career readiness, um, as well as uh, computer skills training. Um, so uh, that'll be just one of the many uh, educational programs that we offer. We also have a youth build program in the building that offers training for youth or young adults that are completing their high school diploma, and then they're also learning a skill in construction trades uh, in the building. Um, another program that we have uh, that will fit on the education and workforce training is our summer youth employment program, well, which is now year-round uh, programming. Um, You know, we do work with, uh, on average, between 70 to 100 youth every summer. Uh, We work with 22 employers. Uh, Last year, uh, 93% of our students identify themselves as students of color. We we had six school districts represented. And, uh, you know, the students or the youth that are in the program, uh, age between 14 to 21, they are working uh, for 10 weeks. Uh, the first two weeks is uh, employment, career readiness training. Uh, uh, you know, talking about communication on the job. You know, showing up on time. How you know, getting dressed to go to work. Um, you know, some of those skills that our youth need to get them ready to work. So we're doing the first two weeks of that, and then for the next uh, uh, eight weeks, they're actually on the job working. They're earning money. Uh, they get paid to do the to do work. They're actually learning a skill. They're getting mentored uh by someone um you know on the job um to 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 just you know simply uh, meet someone on a job that that could help them mentor them um make sure that the job is the right fit and the career is the right fit for them uh, so the summer youth or the year round youth program is 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 one of our very strong programs so
0: so so i made you 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 kind of mentioned that and i just want to be clear because, you know serving serving you and providing opportunities for youth is is one of my lifetime priority. So, you know, you talked about this work-based learning program you have. And you said it's more it's for the summer, but it sounds like you're saying you just transitioned into a year-round program. What 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 is that and what's the name of this year-round program that you're speaking of?
1: Yep, so the 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 year-round program is uh, YXL for short or Youth Excel in Careers and Leadership. Um, so we're not really focused on just their career, right? They're not just really getting a job, but like I said, they're really building a skill. They're build. They are building confidence. They're building communication skills on the job site. Uh, they're earning money. Um, you know, it, it's keeping them out of uh, you know out of school and getting them a job. While you know, so like for example, Hy-Vee is a partner that we're able to work with Hy-Vee year round for for our students to be placed um they're also getting credits through through DMAC. uh for example last year we were able to award 48 credits um uh, you know to our students um that is at no cost to the student but it's a step into uh post-secondary education or workforce training um so what you know what does it look like for a year round because we know students are in school during the day right Uh, we have opportunities for them to work in the evening after school, virtually, um, whether they're making phone calls uh, to clients or, you know, to customers for businesses, or they're working on the weekends, right? Um, The the really nice thing about it is, you know, our uh, program coordinator, Jason Vang, is able to really connect students and employers. And if there are any issues, you know, some issues that usually could get a youth fired, you know, Jason is able to step in and, and, and help negotiate that, you know, uh, the system, you know, for the youth to understand, right. To, to maintain employment. So, um, it's, it's been a good, uh, year that we piloted this and we're, we're planning on, um, uh, increasing that, um, in the number, uh, coming this coming year.
0: Okay. So, you know, I'm in, uh, as in this world I work in of, of talent development, you know, and you, you you're in the day-to-day cycle of, of employees and building up the workforce, you know, employers are looking for talent every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know you have talent walking through your doors every day. What, what trends are you seeing from your customers, your clients, your students? Um, you know, are they eager and seeking work, uh, starting any new careers Um you know, or even as, as some are suggesting staying at home, like what, what are you seeing right there in the day-to-day of Evan K. Davis?
1: Sure. Um, I think, you know, um, I having mean, I can definitely find examples in all the above, um, you know, however I, I, I do believe, you know, I just got some data from one of our part-time you know, job coaches and uh, out of the 131 clients uh, she's visited with, you know, 22% uh, were actively looking for a job, right? Um, so, you know, I ask you, well, what, what about the other uh, clients? Um, they are all employed. So, you know, they're not necessarily actively looking, but if they want to find better opportunities. You know, now what better means could be, you know, uh, you know, childcare, right? Family commitments. They just want to make sure that, their current situation is not working well and they just want to move to something else. Um, it could just be the space that they are working in that they just don't feel, um, that it's a connection for them in the career that they're in or the company that they are working, they're working in, and they just simply just looking for other opportunities. Uh, a big number within that group that are not actively looking though, are folks that clients that have, uh, multiple part-time jobs, right? So, you know, we talked about the gig economy or whatever, right? Where they might be doing Uber here and they'd be doing a part-time job on a weekend, uh, but they're coming back saying, I, I could really look for a full-time job now if I can get the best, the better benefits, right? And benefits mean so many different things. And when I talk to our, our business partners, you know, what what would a client, why would a client want to work for you? Um, I would say 99% of the time, our business partners go to the best benefits they have. And usually it's all being the same. Vacation, sick leave, holidays, right? Then I usually ask them, what else do you offer? You know, what, what, do you have any flexibility in your scheduling? You know, do you have a blended scheduling where you have an uh, opportunity to do remote work some days and in-person work some days? Do you have a childcare on site? Uh, you know, do you have partnerships with with you know other childcare providers for your for your employees, right? So the basic benefits don't seem to do it. Folks are looking for other benefits, right? That go beyond what we all know as the benefits that you know most employers will say. So yeah, I think it's just a combination. You know, folks that are coming back saying, "I'm doing multiple part time jobs. I need a full time job with." Benefits that meet my needs, my family needs, um, or individuals that are saying, I have a job right now, but I am exploring to just see what is out there. And folks that just simply lost their jobs, you know, I, I believe majority of the 22% in there uh, were among this group that lost their jobs during the pandemic, and they, they've seen this as an opportunity to look for something else um, that would be more reliable I will say, and, and not necessarily go back to the previous career that they were in. All right,
0: Thank you, Ahmed. So, you know, as we kind of transition here and, and kind of work our way to, to wrapping up this episode today, I always have a couple of questions I like to ask our, our guests. And, and one of them being, um, how important do you feel diversity, equity, inclusion are right now for the future of our workforce for the region?
1: Well, I mean, you know, specifically, you know, in, in, in our region, I know that, you know, uh, your the partnership, you know, Jay Byers has mentioned a few times in many meetings how much uh, our non-native born, non-U.S. born uh, numbers have increased in the community um, and, and diversity in general. Right. And, and Des Moines, I will say it's an imagined urban area when it comes to diversity. Right. Uh, and we have a lot of other communities or urban centers, you know, the, like the New York cities and the Londons and the Singapores and the, you know, um, other 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 countries or or cities that are that that have done this right to learn from. One commonality between among all those cities that I've mentioned is the diversity and the whole idea of a melting pot, right? And that you know those uh, th- those. Uh, communities that I mentioned, you know, are, you know, they, they, they have innovation they're very prosperous and, and very disruptive. Um, I think, you know, for, for us, you know, there's definitely a substantial research that showed that, you know, there are many, many uh, business benefits to having a diverse, uh, workforce and, and community. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, so with us being very creative, bringing creative minds together, whether it's fostering innovation, um and and you know one of the things that I, I I see a lot in when i when I work with our companies or partners that have a diverse workforce is just the empathy. just to understand what people that are, are not part of a homogeneous community might be going through that is different from the majority culture or majority expectation. So I think diversity in that workforce also bring different perspective and and bring some empathy. Uh, to the table that most companies that may not be or communities that may not be diverse will, will not understand. Um, it, it is, you know, it is very, very important for companies to uh, or communities to be very flexible and forward thinking, and uh, you know, and that we reflect the, you know, the population of the region um, that 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 are here. So. Uh, there are definitely many, many benefits that, that I can think of, Marvin. I know that, you know, time is really limited now. So I just. Oh, I,
0: I, you know, I appreciate your answering that. And so my last question is always, you know, as we as we come into a new year here, what, um, what has you most excited about 2022 and what's getting you fired up each day to, to keep coming back at it here as we start this new year?
1: Sure. I think. You know, for for me, you know, as an immigrant growing up in Ghana, moving to the United States in 93, and, um, you know, the opportunity that, you know, the community, um, Iowa has given me, you know, I lived outside of Iowa for only a year. I've been able to raise my family here. Um, I think I see a lot more opportunities, um, you know, in the community as far as, you know, me, your office, the partnership. United Way Foundation, uh, the community really, um, embracing, um, new residents, uh, whether they're from Chicago or they're from, um, you know, uh, you know, outside of the United States, you know, in any other country, being a refugee, an immigrant, um, I, I feel very, um, empowered by, you know, what, what. I've been given to also contribute to our community. Uh, I'm really excited about the opportunities that we have for our youth, right? Um, I know that there's been several opportunities to work with, you know, whether it's the partnership or our K 12 partners, um, our community uh, ECBOs, ethnic based community organizations, um, to uh, really kind of go straight to the front line, right? and, and, and provide services to clients, communities that need them and bring them on board, give them the training that they need so they could have careers that, um, could support and, and just give an opportunity. Like, you know, I was given and, uh, you know, how can I, uh, be, be an asset, you know, with what I, what we have here at Evan K. Davis for our community
0: partners. Thank you, Dr. Ahmed Ajuman, today and, and taking the time out to, to sit down and have this conversation with me today. Uh, what's, what's the website for Evelyn K. Davis? If someone's listening today, they wanted to go and, and, ch- and learn more.
1: Um, so, our website is simply Evelyn K. Davis Center.org. Um, I'm, I'm sure you go Evelyn K. Davis Center, uh, D A V I S. Um, center. Um, you know, our website is uh, updated with all of our events and our classes on the website and our programs. Uh, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, my contact information is on the website. Um, one program that I did not mention is our Men on the Move closet, where we provide free closet, free clothing to uh, men. We work with Dress for Success, which is our, our, our women partner. And, uh, you know, we have Uh, community partners that will usually drop off suits and clothing for clients. So, um, yeah, go on the website. We have all of our information updated on there. And, um, you know, we're also always welcoming volunteers to help us in the building. So uh, please feel free to reach out. There'll be something for you to do or connect with Evelyn K. Davis. Whether you're looking for employees, uh, you're looking to donate, or you're looking to contribute your time, we welcome you in the building. All right.
0: Well, thank you very much again, uh, Dr. Ajman, for joining us today. And as we wrap up this uh, latest episode of Future Ready DSM, remember you can go and and, and download all our latest podcasts and, and even the previous ones from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you download your podcasts that you can find a Future Ready DSM. So again, thank you very much and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Future Ready DSM podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To hear from more leaders and experts on the latest trends in talent development, please visit dsmpartnership.com.